Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Andy Daniel, social media coordinator for MPN, and I'm here with Mary Cassidy. She's a life coach, stress relief expert, and wellness trainer. She is also the author of Crush Your Obstacles, a 10-step guide to changing your mind and money habits with tapping. Mary's certified EFT and faster EFT practitioner. Welcome, Mary. Hello. I'm so grateful to be here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. My background is in the treatment setting, previously working at Southwest Chemical Dependency as case manager. I'm in recovery myself, also in recovery from PTSD and social anxiety. So that's what drove me to find tools for my recovery toolkit that worked. That's how I got here, and that's why I'm talking to you today. I left Southwest Chemical Dependency in October of 2019 and opened my uh, private practice for stress relief coaching and teaching people how to tap out their stress. So tell me what EFT is. Well, the acronym is Emotional Freedom Technique. It's also in some places called Emotionally Focused Transformations. And it's a, it's a pattern interrupt. It's when an emotion is being produced in your body and in your brain through the electrical impulses in your mind. You tap, like with acupuncture, you tap on certain places in your body and it interrupts those impulses, those electrical impulses. And it changes. It changes for the positive. Tell me a little bit more about where the, the practice comes from, you know, a history of it. Great question. It's been around for probably 5,000 years. Um, It started with Chinese acupuncture, which uses meridians, which are lines down the body to connect points in our hands and feet and arms and legs, and it connects them to all the body organs. And when you tap, we use those meridians, and that act of just tapping lightly with a couple fingers on those spots releases stress by interrupting interrupting the negative experience that you were having, a feeling or a belief or a memory in your body. So it started in the 60s. I was thinking before our call, it's about uh, 60 years in the adoption cycle. Uh, it started out with a chiropractor who just spontaneously started tapping on some acupuncture points of one of his clients and it's it worked. The person didn't have their figure anymore, and then a psychiatrist found it. And they were, they had, he had a client that was afraid of water, and they started tapping on it. And by the end of their session, the client jumped in a swimming pool. He had a swimming pool at his office, apparently, or something like that. So they found that it worked. And so it's been an evolution ever since. It's been um, a slow, it's a slow adoption period, but faster than chiropractic, which was about a 100-year adoption cycle. So it's in process, and it's becoming evidence-based. 
uh, states are starting to look at it for continuing education credits and uh, counselors are using it and a lot more just individual ordinary people to to change how they feel quickly. So tell me how people do this or, or how do you teach people the process? Well, I show them instead of tell them. So somebody says, how do you do tapping? I ask them to think about something that that bugs them. And then I tell them, many of my sessions are actually online or on the phone. So I'll, I'll tell them to think about something that bothers them and then rate it, which is zero, not at all. It doesn't bother me at all. Ten, it bothers me a lot. And that's called SUDS or subjective units of distress. So you rate it. And then they say, oh, it's a eight, you know, ask if they can make it higher. Because with tapping, the stronger you feel it, the faster it'll go, it'll release. So I will instruct them to find something that kind of bothers them, rate it. So let's say it was a six or a seven, and then they can make it up to an eight or nine if they really think about it. And then I say tap between your eyes to the side of your eye, under the eye. At your collarbone, just a few little taps, and then you squeeze your wrist, and you take a deep breath, and you say peace, and then you check it. Well, how it was, you know, it's an eight. What is it now? They can self-assess that it's going down, the emotion, and only they know how that is presenting in their body. I'm not, I don't know, because it's their internal experience, and so you just keep doing rounds of that. And that that process between your eyes, to the side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone, and wrist is a, a shortened version of EFT. It's called faster EFT. And it works very well, especially in social settings. And it's empowering to be able to change an unproductive feeling in the moment and then move on into your day feeling better. Great. How do you think that this can work in a recovery setting or for peer supporters? Oh, it's a great, great question. I was able to use it as case manager and working with folks if they would present with an inordinate fear, I'd ask them to rate it zero, not at all, 10 strong, and they go, it's 100. Um, And it was based on something in the past we would either make an appointment or just right then and there, I call it street tapping, you know, just right then and there, say, well, do you want to keep it or let it go? And they look at me funny, like, why would I want to keep it? Um, But some people actually get some benefit from keeping some of their problems. But anyway, they say, I want to let it go. And then we just tap right then and there, between your eyes, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone, squeeze your wrist, and take a breath. So it's very simple. The structure of it is very simple. So it could be used for, uh, I use it personally for PTSD, social anxiety, but other people use it for migraine, uh, spider phobia, other phobias. It, it works very well for fears and phobias. The way that I was thinking about it also for a peer support specialist or somebody wanting to be a peer support specialist is you know, how do you put your stuff aside? Like if you're going to work and you just had a fight with uh, your significant other, how do you shake it when you've got an appointment in seven minutes? Tapping can help you shift it. You just notice that feeling and do that same four points and squeeze your wrist between the eye, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone, and then squeeze your wrist. 
So another way you could use it is, say you've got a client in their various stages of recovery and you're triggered to react in a negative way to something that they said or the way that, you know, they're interacting with their kids or any time you're triggered to somebody else's behavior, you can use it to interrupt and find your equilibrium, your balance again. And I've used that oftentimes to just reset. It's like hitting the, I use tapping, like if you have a breaker box and you blow a fuse, and you have to go to the breaker box and just click it back and forth to reset it. That's what I find tapping to do is just quick tap between the eye, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone. That's just resetting the circuit breaker. Take a deep breath, and then I can just move on and be clear. The last, the other way I was thinking about, the third way, is what happens if your worry switch is flipped and uh, you're working with a client and uh, you can't get them or their problems off your mind you know, their kids or something, their reunification plan or uh, a court date that's either coming up or one that just happened and, you know, what are the consequences? If you can't get that worry switch to stop so that you can go on into your personal life without bringing your work home, I use tapping because it'll interrupt it and just said, let it go, let it go, let it go. And it really helps in the moment. And so those are three ways that you know, I, I can totally see peer support specialists being able to use it to interrupt um, a negative state that's unproductive. Great. Can you tell me a little bit about what you had to go through, you know, training-wise to become certified in EFT? Absolutely. You know, I started out, and I've been doing this since, as a um, client, since 2010, 2011, and I worked with a practitioner for a year and a half and probably weekly sessions. And I had early childhood adversity, so I had some old memories that were that were just PTSD-ish. Um, and so she helped me with that, and we worked on that. And then her recommendation really was that I take the training course. And there's a series of lives where you go into a seminar for a week, and then you practice and get your practicum hours in, and then you submit uh, case studies, which are either audio or video recorded, and you qualify by being uh, having those viewed by mentors, and then you're approved to move on to the next level. And for me, I there are five levels, and I got to level four, which is a faster EFT advanced practitioner, and may go on for more training because there, there are uh, tappings with students and all kinds of tapping, different specialties that, that uh, you can go into with it. And um, so I started that, see, 2010. So probably uh, 2013, I started level one, and then I just progressed as I could while I was working full-time. Because it was a modality, it was a a tool that was really helping me package up my baggage and be more present to the people in my world. And as I advanced through the week-long seminars and started working with people and qualifying my skill set, um, I be, you know I continued to advance and then eventually opened up my own practice. Can you talk a little bit more about specifically how you work with clients? You know, you said. Uh, you do some on the phone or, or online. Can you just speak a little bit more about that? So 
I have a website, tapoutstress.com. You can also find it with uh, mcintegrativewellness.com. And so a lot of my clients come to me through directories um, with the school that I went to. And people will contact me that are, you know, 95% of my clients are out of the area since we're in Montana. They're in other parts of the country, sometimes other parts of the world. And they are familiar with EFT and meridian tapping. And so they've already adopted it as a tool. And so it's a fairly common practice for coaches and wellness trainers to work online. And we'll set up a time, they'll schedule it on my website, and then uh, fill out an intake form, similar to when you go to the doctor, and find out what they want to work on. And they identify what they want to work on and how much how, how much time they want to invest in it. And then we just begin the process of an actual session and you do an intake, find out what's going on, what you want to have changed, what's your desired outcome for that time period, an hour or two hours. And then we start doing that same tapping routine, which is tap between your eyes, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone, squeeze your wrist. And then you say peace. The other thing during a session, though, and I wanted to mention this, to help change a feeling, a negative feeling, it's really important to have a happy, calm, or peaceful memory or series of memories that you can use to, to basically distract yourself or interrupt your thought process with. So it's called a defractionation. So it really helps. If I'm feeling scared and then I rate it and or my client rates it, and then we do the quick tap. Then I ask them to rate it again, and it's lowered. And then I ask them to go to a happy memory. Those things kind of work in conjunction with your neurology, your neural network. So if you're feeling scared, then you go happy. Scared, happy. Um, when you switch back and forth, it's kind of like switching the train tracks. And um, and all of a sudden, you can't get back to the scared feeling anymore. And that's it's an elegant and interesting thing with uh, meridian tapping that you can collapse a scared feeling or something unproductive just by going back and forth. So I'm just wondering what kind of successes have you seen in your own life, but also as you work with clients? That's a great question too. Well, I used to have a PhD in anxiety. I could produce anxiety or a panic attack standing at the grocery store, staring at frozen broccoli and it just would come up and it would come up out of the blue and that doesn't happen anymore I used, I was very good for whatever reason I just had a habit of overwhelming myself and with tapping I've learned to self-manage those feelings so the anxiety for me is situational now I if I have some a life circumstance that comes up it would be normal to have anxiety something uh, that's new in my life that's situational, but I don't have the legacy anxiety, the social anxiety where I'm afraid to go here or there or be with certain populations of people because of some past trauma. So that's profound for me because I checked everywhere. I tried it, everything from, you know, psychotherapy, talk therapy, you name it, chiropractic, acupuncture, uh, medication for depression, you just name it, all kinds of stuff, hypnotherapy, and this is, Meridian tapping is what worked for me. It really helped me interrupt the pattern in a way that it didn't come back. So 
so personally, it's just been an incredible tool. For my family, it has been very helpful for students uh, that have had test anxiety. My son got very panicky one day, got uh, super sunburned, and uh, couldn't sleep, and he called me. And we just did several rounds of tapping, and then he he was able to just go back to sleep because it was like, I can't even sleep. I'm just going crazy with this sensation of sunburn. Clients, I just had a fellow, uh, a young engineer text me and just said, I got to tell you, after our, our session, his goal was to work on his relationship with his wife because he just, they just lost the spark. And he said, oh my God, I feel like we're on a honeymoon again and this, this has saved my marriage. Now, he taps all the time on feelings that come up. So the success is his, but I coached him on how to access that information and change it in a fairly uh, expedient way. So that was very, very cool. Another one was um, I was looking at a new car and I was talking to the sales lady. This is just a quick, quick example. She said, well, what do you do? And I said, it's easier if I just show you. He said, you have a fear or a phobia or something that bugs you. It's not so bad. It goes all the way back to childhood. She goes, yeah, but there are snakes. I said, okay, well, how strong is it? Zero, not at all, ten strong, when you think of it. So she thought of it, and she goes, yeah, it's about a nine. So we went through that process of tapping while I was standing at my car, just showing her how to do it. And by the end of, you know, it was less than ten minutes, um, she could not produce a feeling of fear around snakes. And I checked back with her, and she said, I just can't even find it anymore. And that's the funny comment that people have is, where did it go? I can't even find it anymore inside my head. Another gal, just recently, last week, or the week before that, she was not testing her blood sugar and is diabetic, and that's kind of a critical issue. She had resistance to testing her blood sugar. So she said that she really wanted to change it. She really wanted to change that behavior. So we just did the tapping between her eyes, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone, squeeze the wrist, take a breath, went to a happy memory, something happy, calm, peaceful, comforting, and then went back and rated it again. I don't want to test my blood sugar. And she did that three times, and it was neutral. She goes, I'm gonna, I can go home tonight. I'm going to test it. She's been testing it her blood sugars ever since, and she's a type 2 diabetic. So for her, that's transformative. She was able to interrupt that resistance inside her to really work with herself on something that's super important. So this is something that, this is a skill that people can learn that they can do themselves, right? It doesn't, they don't have to spend hours and hours with you every week trying to figure this out. Correct. And that's what really anchored this as an incredible healing tool for me is I can do it myself. And if I get stuck, I can find somebody to help me. If I get into emotional flooding, I call it when, you know, all my thoughts are happening at one time and I get, you know, I just can't uh, get out of a flooded state. It's kind of like when, you know, things overflow at the kitchen sink. Okay. Then get a coach and get some help. Otherwise you can self-manage. It's easy enough for a child to do. You can just do those four points, squeeze your wrist, and take a breath, and you can do it from traffic trauma or road rage. That's a great example. Of when you have angst when you're driving, it's like, I think I'm going to try this tapping out, or 
to start small with something. They leave the toothpaste cover off. I'm really agitated by that. I've told them 10 times, well, test it out. See if you can change how you feel. Because what would you rather do? You want to be right or you want to be happy? And for me, I'd rather be happy and I'd rather tap out my reaction. So it sounds like this isn't, you don't have to have a major debilitating fear or negative emotion to work on. Is that correct? That's correct. There's little things that interrupt my day and probably everybody's day that just kind of takes up our mind space and I preoccupy on it or or even if like I stubbed my toe on a new table that I got, it was like, oh gosh, that kind of hurt. I can just interrupt that pain response. And I didn't even think about it much because I do it pretty naturally. And then I move on and go finish getting my cup of coffee or whatever. And so I don't continue, dang, nabbit, I hurt my toe. And last time I did that, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that hurt. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Move on. So it doesn't have to be some big, huge trauma. You can use it for anything. If And I don't diagnose, treat, or prescribe. I'm just a, I'm a coach. I help people acquire a new skill and de-stress fast with with tapping. If you get stuck, talk to your healthcare provider, like if you get overwhelmed or anything like that. But otherwise, you can use it in the heat of the moment when all of a sudden you flare up with something that uh, you feel angry or scared about when you're triggered and just play with it. And you don't have to spend 50 or 75 bucks to go have somebody help you. Uh, Just practice it yourself. And there are a ton of YouTube videos on YouTube for Meridian Tapping, EFT, Faster EFT. I've got a download on my Tap Out Stress uh, website where you can get a nine-minute video stress buster. You can just download it, put your email in, and you can uh, listen to that and tap along with that. Just to, uh, This is a, a new skill for some people, and to be able to listen, listen along and tap along, it really kind of hardwires your ability to do it. So do it. My goal is to have everybody tapping when they get distressed. And when I pull up to a stoplight in Montana or San Francisco or somewhere else, people are tapping instead of doing something else while they're driving along because they've learned how to tap. That's my mission. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mary, for Uh, joining me today. It's been very informative. I will add uh, some of those resources websites in the description of this podcast in case anybody's interested in learning more. Thank you so much, Andy. I am so grateful for the opportunity to visit with you and your listeners today on the Montana Peer Network. So that wraps up another Recovery Talks podcast. Remember, if you're interested in being a guest, you can send an email to me, Andy, A-N-D-I, at mtpeernetwork.org. And thanks for listening. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.